He's amazing. He's amazing. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. It's amazing that our God could take a black sinful soul and dip it in his red blood from the blood of Jesus and then we come out as white as snow that's amazing that's amazing let us pray oh God we thank you Lord Father God we thank you as sincerely as we know how for just being so good Lord, we thank you for these young people. We thank you for the leadership that teaches them that it's okay to use your energy for the purpose of serving our God. Father, we thank you for this church and all that we stand for, knowing that you are God and that there is no other way that we can make it through this life without you. Lord God, we thank you now that you have blessed us to be in this place one more time. We humbly ask now that you will continue to let your spirit dwell with us this day. Father, bless us now as we continue to worship you in song as well as in scripture and the preached word. Thank you, Lord, for those who are here today, but we pray for those that desire to be here but could not be with us today. And Father God, nothing that we do will we try to take any of the credit for, for we know that it is only because of you that we are here. So we now say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And we ask that you will continue to bless us through this service and throughout this week and we ask that you would do it all in the name of Jesus amen and amen this time now it's my pleasure to present to all of us our deacons who would lead us in our devotional service brother deacons you're on. Good morning, church. I will be coming with you for the scripture for the day. And we'll be coming from the English Standard Version. Romans 5th chapter 1 through 5. That's Romans 5th chapter 1 through 5. And it will be read from the English Standard Version. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produced endurance and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love 
has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. May Lord have a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name in thy kingdom come. Father, you sent your Son into this world that churches have been come have a way to get into your world. Father, we just thank you so much. We have good cheering. Father, bless them and guide them. Keep them in the, in the church. For they would come just like Case Chapel. Case Chapel is going places. Father, we just thank you for giving us hope. And we shall follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning. I am going to do the congregation hymn, and the title of it is Lean on Your Everlasting Arms. I have asked uh, to help me out. What a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arm. Lift your voices, what? What a joy divine.
like to thank our deacons for that wonderful devotional service. And they're just getting better and better. We thank God for them. And we thank you for your participation. This time we're going to just pause for a moment and participate in one of the services that we can be a blessing to others, and that is our benevolent offering. So we're going to ask that you prepare to come, and I know that this choir will give us some wonderful words in the song, and the ushers will give us an opportunity not to give as we have been so blessed. And I just say all the time, you can't be, we can't be God-given, amen? We're going to ask that you prepare to give now as you have been so blessed. Just 
Father, most gracious Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for the hour of power. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, dear Lord, for your mercies as well. Now, Lord, we ask that you bless this offering, that you multiply it. Then, Lord, let it be used from what it was given. These precious prayers we do pray in thy darling Son, Jesus Christ's name, forever. Amen. Amen. Pause for just a moment, give you the update on our announcements. We ask that you please pray for our own Deacon Cornelius Story and that he um, lost a sister, and I believe she was laid to rest on yesterday. But please continue to pray for that family. Also, we ask that you please also congratulate our anniversary committee. Didn't they do a wonderful job in preparing for the anniversary of our pastor? I think we just and you know we we can also thank for the thank God for the fact that we have I don't know I don't know what term to use wonderful outstanding pastor let's give him another round of applause <laughs> just learned recently that sister Sandra Pepper is in the hospital we ask you to please pray for her as well this is a thank you note Thank you for all the prayers, love, and kindness shown during the passing of my sister, and this is from Francis Mack. Also, to Pastor Buckley and the entire K. Chapel family, thank you so much for your prayers, support, participation, and all acts of kindness during the homegoing of my brother. I know that I can always depend on you. Thank you for your goodness and your generosity. And this comes from my own sister, Edith Carter. I believe these are our announcements now from this podium. And we're going to ask that we get some additional. Um, we're going to get announcements now from the media. Media, you on? Good morning, K Chapel. The Youth of Christ will have a mandatory parent meeting for all girls ages 8 through the 12th grade who would like to participate in this ministry. The parent meeting will be held on Wednesday, August the 1st at 6 p.m. in the Willie Wright Family Life Center. And if you are a young gentleman in the sixth grade through the 12th grade, interested in participating in the Youth for Christ Mind Ministry, please make plans to attend this mandatory parent meeting as well, again, on Wednesday, August the 1st at 6 p.m. 
Just a quick reminder to all rising high school juniors and seniors and any 2018 high school graduate, if you would like to attend the back to school preparation excursion to New Orleans on September the 1st, you need to be sure to register by the very firm deadline of August the 5th. Stop by the old fellowship hall or see sister Sharon Turner Davis for more information. Our back to school bash will take place here at Cade on Saturday, August the 4th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Willie Wright Senior Family Life Gym. For more information, please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall. Mark your calendars for August the 18th and plan to attend Cade's Got Talent. This event will take place at 4 p.m. in the Willie Wright Center Family Life Gym. Admission is free and there will be a concession stand, so a small donation is welcomed. All proceeds will go towards the Youth Council's future events. See Youth Council President Kenya Johnson or Vice President Anna Buckley for a ticket. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I believe we have another presentation. Please come, sir. Well, good morning, K Chapel. Good morning, Kay Chapel. I stand before you again as your youth director. Of course, you know we all participated in the, in the, um, in the state convention a week or so ago. And as always, we compete in the Miss YPD pageant. It is always an honor to go to that pageant and see our young ladies display themselves in a way that's for Christ and for representation of our Jesus Christ. And of course, as you have all known, we stand our very own there, Ms. Adrena Carosby. And of course, I don't have to tell you, because we always go there with high expectations to know that she's going to do well. Well, she did it again. Our church took the gold. Uh, we came out first place, and she is now representing the Miss Jackson District. Miss YPD. So as we, if we can, let's go ahead and receive her as she comes before you this morning. Come on, Kate Chapel. Let's give it to her. Come on, Kate Chapel. We can do better than that. All right, all right. Miss YPD for the state of Mississippi. Amen. Our own Miss Adrena Crosby. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's give it up for Miss Adrena Crosby, Miss K Chapel, Miss Jackson District, Miss YPD. We would like for all of our organizations to please, she is here for you to um, use as a part of your programs. Anytime we need K Chapel represented, we do ask that you uh, get in touch with us so you can 
uh, allow Adrena to be a ministry in herself and offer herself as a ministry to this church. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you again, Kate Chapel, for y'all's support financially. And of course, we also encourage your prayers. Uh, the youth department is where it is because of this church. Each time I go somewhere and represent this church and talk about our youth department, they will always see that we're doing so much because of what you all do for us. So thank you for that support. Continue to support our children. And, of course, our children is this church. So we're going to thank God for them as well. Pastor, thank amen. you. Amen. God bless you. Let the church say amen. 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 For those of you who are keeping score now, uh, this is the third year in a row. That K Chapel is one Ms. YPD. Amen. Amen. And so there, there's a target on the K Chapel Youth Department. I already got word that one area church means to take us out next year. Amen. We ain't gonna let it happen. Amen. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. And that's an amen for everybody. This time we're gonna pause and just recognize our visitors. Listen, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're gonna ask if you would please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. I see some unfamiliar faces. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. To Amen. all of you, we want to thank you so much for your presence. No, remain standing, please. If you're just visiting, please come anytime to schedule live. But if by chance you're looking for a church home, before you leave today, we're going to try to offer you something that you can only get here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K Chapel.
at the point now where we can show the Lord how much we appreciate his blessings. We want you to know that this is our tithe and offertory period, so we'll have the spoken word. And again, the ushers and the deacon will give us all a chance to give as we have been so blessed. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you trust in the true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. May the Lord add his blessings to those who read, hear, and do his holy word. Usher's choir.
Amen. We're going to. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Blessings, glory, and honor belong to the Lord. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing, and we're glad about it. We are excited and delighted this morning also to have sharing with us the word of God this morning, one of the daughters of the house. Amen. Our own Reverend Shirley Harrington will be bringing the word of God. We ask that you be praying for her. Amen. Sound like you got some support out there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God bless. And so we ask that you be in prayer for her, that the Lord will use her mightily uh, to bring the word of God. And after the choir comes, amen, we will hear the word of God from our own Reverend Shirley Harrington. Amen.
God Almighty, we come before you humbled, not worthy to stand in this place, but you have ordained it. And God, hide me behind the cross right now, and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Uh, to Pastor Buckley and to my family and all my family down here, raise your hand, just raise your hand, Jackie included and all the family back there. I got family all over the place. Thank you, Auntie, for being here. Um, I just am so full today. Uh, I, it, it has been an awesome morning already. Uh, we, we have just been preached away by my brother at 8 o'clock. We've been sang away by Dorothy Norwood and, and, the, and, the, and the mind. Where are my babies? Them, them, them mind men up there. Woo, Lord Jesus. We're gonna, we, we just going to really ordain y'all real soon. Y'all can preach without saying a word. Amen. Amen. But the Lord has given me a word this morning. And it's the realness of our faith. That, that's the title of the sermon. The realness of our faith. And, it ca and, and it's inspired. Oh, that's so pretty. I didn't do that, y'all. But I, that is wonderful. Technology. Get a hand for the technology. I mean, we don't think enough about these young people that are so creative. But the scripture that was laid on my heart is from Romans 5th chapter, 1st through 5th verse. And I'm going to give the new, the English standard version of this old scripture. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen? Amen. That is the word of God. You may be seated. You have heard it mentioned by Mr. Brown just a few minutes ago and others as we recognized our young people uh, Kate Chapel, I believe, Pastor, we had the most delegates at, at the National Congress, and we had the most delegates at, I believe, the state convention. Kate Chapel believes in learning, and, and we believe in participating. So two weeks ago, when I was called by Sister Johnny Gray and asked what class that I wanted to take, I had been looking at that list of classes, and I said, you know what? I want to take doctrine. Now, 
to some people that don't know my history, that doesn't mean anything, but to those of you that know my history, you know I have been teaching doctrines of the Bible and new members orientation for years before I left here because my father was over the new members class and I even have and at some point pastors gonna ask me for it and I have to surrender it but I have one of the first manuals that was done for new members class and I look back on that manual and I think about how great Cade Chapel has always been in teaching the foundations of our faith and Reverend Adolph from the Gulf Coast was the one who taught the class and he did a marvelous job but do you know what was really a kind of interesting to me was that he started off with the history of the doctrines and he talked about the articles of faith and that they came from the New Hampshire Baptist Confession of 1833 which had been drawn up by Dr. John Newton Brown of New Hampshire and when it had been adopted by the convention, it wasn't widely known. It was used in northern states and some of the eastern states. But the way it got to be known better was that it was put in the Pendleton Manual. Now, what that meant is, is that here was a book that had all of the doctrine, and it had a lot of other things. Now, this book, it had in it the uh, officers of the church, the government of the church, the disciples and the duties of the church, and then it even had how to conduct a meeting and all of these different things. And Pendleton gave authority to that doctrines of the Bible because he put all of this in this manual that the Baptist churches were using. And he was so serious, he had a quote and let me read to you what he said, and I quote, It is clear from these scriptures that Christians should ever be in a state of progressive spiritual improvement, and they must not retrograde or remain stationary, but be constantly advanced in divine life. Period. So what does he mean by referring to that? It says, grow in grace. That's what the scripture tells us. And in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And because of that, it was laid on my heart to talk about a realness of our faith. Because you can't just teach doctrines of the Bible. You got to live them. You, you cannot have articles of faith, 18 of them, that's in the uh, National Baptist Convention website and don't ever go to them and figure out how do I live by these 18 articles. You really have got to put that in your spirit. And I'd like to just applaud Kay Chapel because it has always been a part of our teaching, the integration of the doctrines of the Bible as well as the articles of faith. And to be honest with you, I have had an unbelievable zeal all of my life about learning and sharing about salvation and regeneration and sanctification and this plan for our lives. Can I share just a little of that with you this morning? You know, because it is so real to me, I get excited every time I start talking to somebody. And I learned it very early, like many of you did. John 3, 16, for God so loved that he gave, 
that whosoever shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's a foundation for us. We know that God has really given us a reason to know that we know that we know that we're going to heaven. Amen? And I can get excited about that. But when I was in India recently, my assignment was not only to just teach the doctrines, but it was also, what do you do with the doctrine? How do you really take what you've learned and what's been put in your heart, and what do you do with it? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I actually have an answer. You know, it is that same old words that grandmama used to sing, Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. If it was good enough for mama, and it was good enough for daddy, it's good enough for me. It's just that simple. I'm not telling you, and you cannot expect from me anything new. This is just good old-time religion. And the best way to explain it is from Ephesians 2.8. For by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. And then we have to go to Christ's blood because it's covering us. And Romans 5 and 9 said, much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that something for you to get excited about? Well, if not, think about the Holy Spirit. It's in Romans 1 and 10. I pray that you might be able to visit you, that the Holy Spirit might be able to visit you if God wants me to. And then, how do you actually... Submit yourself to understanding that you're just a sinner saved by grace and that you must have a repentant heart. It states it in Acts 16, 31. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your family will be saved from the punishment of sin. Do you not believe that? Then go to Luke 13, 3. No, I tell you, but unless you are sorry for your sins and turn from them, you too will all die. But don't let me leave out the confession part of Romans 10, 10. For one believes with the heart and so is justified. And one confesses, confesses with the mouth and so is saved. But that, that has to be followed with baptism. You, you got to put on the whole armor. And Peter 1 says in the third chapter and the 21st verse, this is like baptism to us. Baptism does not mean we wash our bodies clean. It means we are saved from the punishment of sin and go to God in prayer with a heart that says, we are right. This can be done because Christ was raised from the dead. Now, I, I talk all this Christian stuff, but James 2 and 6 says, You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. And then in Romans 8 and 25 it says, 
But if you hope for what you do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. And then I just have to give you the perseverance scripture that's promised in Revelations 2, 10 through 11. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says to the churches, he who overcomes shall not be hurt by the death. Yes, I was taught and I teach others. I preach and others preach. And I tell you, after we get through going through all of this wonderful plan, the question is, what do you do now? What are you going to do? How are you going to make this real? I go back to those 18 articles, and I'm going to pick out two. One is Article 10 of sanctification. It says, we believe that sanctification is a process by which, according to the will of God, we are made partakers of his holiness, that it is a progressive work, that it is begun in regeneration, and that it is carried out in the heart of believers by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, the sealer and the comforter, in the continual use of the appointed means and I know you know them the word of God self-examination self-denial watchfulness and prayer but now I use that one because it leads into the one that we're really going to talk about and is this the 11th article of the perseverance of saints we believe that much only our believers as endure until the end that their persevering attachment to Christ is the grand mark which distinguishes them from superficial professors. That it is a special providence watches over their welfare and they are kept in the power of God through faith until salvation. So this is where the realness of faith comes in. I only have four points and we're going home. Faith with peace. There's no way that the persevering of the saints is not real, for we are kept by the power of God through faith until salvation. We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. That should give you real peace. That, that should make your heart feel calm at night. You don't have to worry about president number whatever he is. You, you, you don't have to worry about how you're going to pay the bills. There is a peace that God is keeping us. Woo, isn't that powerful? The Lord is our shepherd, and I shall not want I was guided by the Holy Spirit this past week to call a sister. I knew she had been going through some things and a member of her family had died. And when I picked up the phone and I knew she was at work and I said, hey, sister, I just wanted to call you. She said, oh, you don't know what this means. I said, can you talk? She said, oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I can talk. And I think I heard, I could hear her rushing over to the bathroom, you know, where it could be quiet. And, and I said, now I just want you to know that you are doing good. She said, well, Rem Harrington, I just feel numb. I, 
I, I, I feel like I just don't know what to think or what to do. And haven't all of us been there after the death of a loved one? It, it is some phase that you start through and you just numb. You can't believe it. You don't know how to act. You don't know what to say. You don't even hear people around you. You're just in this valley. I said, now you're in a valley. Now I want to tell you about the valley. It's the valley of the shadow of death. It means that you ain't going to die. It's just a shadow. And, and, and if you keep walking, just keep walking. Come on now, walk with me. Talk with me. And he'll tell you, I'm your own. And, 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 and I know all you got to do is just stand in his word. And I, and I said, now I can't keep you long because I know you're at work. But let's pray. And then I hung up the phone. That's what we got to do, ladies and gentlemen. We got to tell the saints that they can persevere. I don't care what your valley is. You know, your valley may not be death. Your valley may be that you ain't got a job. Your, your valley may be that you are just sick all the time and you don't like being sick. Your valley may be them children that seem to be on your reserve nerve, right? I don't care what your valley is. You just need to keep walking through that valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil, for God is with you. Now, the second point is faith by love. Okay, Article 11, it says of the persevering of saints that a special providence watches over their welfare. That a special providence watches over their welfare. If you are going to move from knowing the word to doing the word, you, you really got to believe that there is something protecting you. There's something watching over you. That there is a love greater than your love. That there is something that has the ability to take you from kin to cain and won't leave you and will guide you and will protect you. You really have got to believe when faith by works manifests itself, then there must be the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13. Paul talks about love being the way that we are to serve one another. There, there is no way that you can have a protection over you and don't believe that God has a protection over other folk. And there's no way that God could love you and you not love other people. It goes hand in hand. And, and this faith of love is something that should desire you because you love God to love on other folk. Now, it's not easy, but you have to understand that you're under some protection, that when you don't feel like loving, God will help you love. Now, if I said something that walks around your street, just say amen. You know, them, them folks that sometimes they say stuff to you and you just have to stand still and wait on the Lord. Yeah, that's the love over, overseeing you. 
but you're supposed to let your light shine. Because suffering through our faith and suffering through moments when other people are not loving on you is a time when you are being used in visible service. Now, I have to say that John 13, 35 says to us, by this shall all men know that you are my disciple if you have love for one another. Okay, and that, that, that takes us through that one about being watched over and when you don't know how to have faith enough to love that the overseer will help you love. Now the third point, faith by words. That their persevering attachment to Christ is the grand mark which distinguishes them from being superficial professors. That means you, you're talking it, just superficially talking it. Uh, when you think about the spiritual gifts that God has given you, are all kinds of gifts. Do you know smiling is a gift? Touching a hand is a gift. Listening is a gift. You don't have to do busy work. You don't have to make some outstanding contribution and, and whatever. But you can't be a secret servant. Now let that one soak in. You know, like the secret agent. Moving around in the night, don't nobody know you there, don't know nobody know you've been there, don't nobody know what you did, don't nobody know your name. You can't do that. Not in God's work. He wants us to be visual witnesses of his blessing because it does what? Distinguishes us from superficial professors. When we are called on, we should be ready. When we are asked to go, there should not be any question if we're going. Another member called me this past week. I, I was busy, Pastor. I just want you to know I was busy this week. And said to me, Reverend Harrington, you heard the news? Well, I had to confess, I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch the game show. Uh, I, it, it doesn't make me angry, Miss Carter. I, I, you know, I can watch the game show and I don't have to be yelling at president and all them, that kind of stuff. But I said, no. I said, what is it, baby? He said, you know, there was a veteran who stabbed his mama to death. I said, oh my goodness. And then he tried to kill his daddy. And they got him in prison and his family is just going crazy. And, and is there anybody that counsels veterans' families? And I said, you know what, let me get back to you because I couldn't think right then. But I have a roller deck. It's called Jesus. And, and I went to my quiet place in the house and I said, Lord, I can't think right now. It gotta be somebody. And out of the clear blue, Reverend Hubie Nelson's name just, just came to my mind. And I started shouting right then. I, I, I wasn't shouting about what are you gonna do. I was shouting because I could remember. 
And, and, and I said, Lord Jesus. And then, and then I started sending out texts. Anybody knows Hubert Nelson's phone number? Well, I didn't get no immediate responses back. So I went on the internet. And I found my own brother who grew up right here in Cade Chapel and looked at his credentials and all the stuff it said. He had worked for the Veterans Department and he had done this and done that and he has a, his own counseling service. I said, this is the person. Now I say all of that to say, when we have works, we have gifts. And our gifts dictate our work. So stay in your lane. You can't do everything. You ain't no master of all, but you got a calling. Now, if you got a problem identifying what are your spiritual gifts, we can help you. We have all kinds of little gadgets and forms and what are they called? Uh, surveys or systems that we can actually help you identify what your spiritual gifts are. And then, we want you to go to work. There is no such thing as a bench member in heaven. Do I need to say that one again? There is no such thing as a bench member in heaven. I've not, I just not read that in the word. I just have not read it. Nor is there a secret servant. So you have got to work. Study to show thyself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Now the last point. Faith to endure. Article 11 of the Perseverance of Saints says, we believe that such only are real believers as endure until the end. This is not a sprint. And I know my grandson, uh, Jaron is here, had his birthday yesterday. He's a runner. But this is not a sprint, y'all. You got to endure. This is a long distance process. You got to endure to win the end. And, and the way that you do that in the having of the compassion and the commitment to God is when you realize that the realness of your faith can help you endure to the end. It is not just you doing it by yourself. It's you under the commission of the Lord and you listening to the guiding voice of the Lord. It's you getting involved in community events. It's you getting involved in economic empowerment. It's you being politically aware and going to the meetings and voting when necessary. Buying issue coming up August 7, go vote. It is you as a Christian that must speak out. It is you as a steward of the Lord that must work on not only what happening with your finances because the Lord doesn't expect to have no poor Christians. He wants us to be rich and as his heirs. And that way you need to teach yourself not to spend unnecessarily. You need to work with your family and your community and your church. Realness of our faith. Now, I'm in the down part of this sermon just to tell you I don't have a heaven or a hell for you to go to. But I do know that God is still in charge and that he is the one that gives us a plan, gives us an avenue, gives us support, gives us help, gives us whatever we need so that we can endure to the end. 
I know some of you are not Sunday school attendees, but this morning's lesson just touched my spirit because of the lesson. It was talking about this great rich person who really wanted to have a feast and he prepared a wonderful meal and he sent out invitations and evidently when they first got the invitations nobody told him they weren't coming but when he sent out the second invitation by the servant that now the meal is ready nobody came Everybody had excuses. And putting a pen right there, is that what happens when you are called here at K Chapel? When you are called in your community? When you see somebody on the street and it looks like they need some help? I'm on my way to the store. I don't have time for this. What is your excuse? How are we? These are saved people now. We're, we're talking a parable where Jesus was talking to the Jews who thought that they were going to be the ones in heaven. And he says, no, you know, y'all ain't going to be ready. Y'all not coming to the feast. Y'all not going to be there. But, you know, because you're not going to be there, that doesn't mean I ain't going to have a feast. I'm going to go into the streets. And he sent his servant out into the streets, and they got a few people. Then they, there wasn't enough, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, he was angry. And he says, no, go back out. Go back out. And he said, okay, let me let you go into the alleys. You know the alley people? Have you ever heard of alley people? Them the people that ain't got very much. And then they came, the few that they could gather up and then he said oh no I gotta have my table full and he said go out to the countryside now I'm a country girl and I tell you for somebody to come way out in the country and tell you to come to the feast at the main table that is an amazing feast and I tell you that's what I come to tell you this morning that God is calling you he's calling each one of us he wants some real faithful Christians he wants some people who are are not afraid to come to the table just as you are. He doesn't care where you come from. He doesn't care who your mama is and your daddy is. What he wants is for you to come and say you're ready to worship him, that you want to eat from the table of plenty. And I tell you that God is calling you this morning. He is welcoming you as real faithful Christians. And I know that you have a place at the table. Amen. 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 Now I know that you most, I know your faces. And you are members of Gay Chapel. But there may be somebody in here that's not a member. There are three ways that we adopt people into God's house. And that's by letter, by Christian experience, or candidate for baptism. This morning, are we still in morning? This afternoon, you have a chance to come to God. Come to the table. Come, come just as you are. Be a part of the realness of faith. Willing to give of yourself to surrender 100%. Now, those of you that are members of K Chapel, when I did the report this morning and talked about mission work around the world, 
There, there are some people in here that really need to make a new commitment that you want to go out and you want to do more for the Lord. And, and more for the Lord in the byways and in the alleys, that could be next door. It doesn't have to be in India. So you are invited to come. You're invited to let the Lord use you in a mighty way. You are invited to come to Jesus right now. Is there anyone? Sister Jones is coming to us by Christian experience. There's a couple of things I need to ask you. I mean, you've been a member of a church. You've been baptized. Here at Cave, we ask our new members, are they willing to study with us so we can just let you know what we as Baptists and we here at Cave believe. Are you willing to study with us? Thank you. That's all that's needed. Amen. I'm going to ask if you will go with one of the members of the orientation, and she's going to sign you up. All right, sisters and brothers, Sister Anthony. Sister Anthony is coming for prayer. Amen. She's experiencing excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. And we want you to know that you are asking for the number one doctor who's never lost a case and we're going to pray with you right now yes God Father God in the name of Jesus we come to you as humble as we know how 
Father, we have a sister here, Sister Anthony, coming in faith. Reverend Harrington just preached about faith. And we thank you now that Sister Anthony knows that she can bring it to the altar. For we know that you, in the form of your son who walked on this earth, he touched the lame and they were made to walk. He touched blinded eyes and they were able to see. He even raised the dead. So today, Lord God, we claim victory. We know that you can heal. Father, I can give a personal testimony that you did it for me. And I can tell Sister Anthony that you will do it for her as well. Father, we ask now that you would go into her body. Remove the pain. Father, work through medication. Yes, Lord. Work through the doctors. Yes, Lord. But above all, we ask that you will work through your miraculous power. Oh, yes. For we know that you are a doctor that never lost yes, a case. Sir. So, Father, we humbly ask now that you would do it. Do it, Lord God, as you would have it to be done. Yes, Lord. And I'm sure she will give you all yes, of the Lord. glory yes, Lord. Yes, and Lord. all of the praise. Yes, Lord. And we claim it now. Now, God. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The prayer of faith. Amen. The prayer of faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Amen. The prayer of faith. We thank God that God is still hearing and answering prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Harrington, for the word of God this morning. Amen. And after worship and after the word, there's only one thing left to do, and that is to say amen. Amen. And if you will, let us sing that benedictory hymn together. Let the church Say amen. Won't you stand to your feet? Let us sing together. Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.